0: Traveling
1: the vortex. We've joined the doctor as he travels the vortex and the eyebrows never lie. This is episode number two hundred and seventy four. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys?
2: On the verge of being sick, I think. We were just talking pre show that my daughter's been had the flu all week, so Hopefully okay, I can then. hold out. Hopefully I can hold out. She's better you? now.
1: How are you, Sean?
2: My legs hurt. <laughs> <laughs> why have your why do your legs hurt, Sean? Cuz I walked Vegas. <laughs> All of it. The whole city? The, the whole city.
1: city. Wow. How many how many steps is that? How many miles? A lot. <laughs>
2: you stayed at Rio. Did you walk to the strip each day?
3: Or did you ride mm, over there? Uh, most most days, yeah. Which was
1: it's a trek. It is a trek. We've done it. So you had a good time in Vegas?
2: Had a good time,
3: yeah. Um, Mel did a lot of studying and a lot of testing. She was locked up in a um, conference room, um, you know, all week during the day. But uh, I had a lot of fun. Went to the Atomic Testing Museum.
2: That's where you were going. I couldn't remember. Holly asked me. I said, well, was a specific place he was going.
3: That for sure. And I had a lot of fun. It was very cool. The atomic testing part of it was very cool. The second exhibit was uh, Area 51. (laughs) 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 <laughs> it was uh, it, a bit cheesy. It was super cheesy. It was it? fun. You would have yeah. loved it. <laughs> they had painted the walls black, and Aww. all of the exhibits were written in in the fluorescent under yes, the yes. black oh. light. But they had uh, you know a representation of the the Roswell saucer. <laughs> <A representation laughs> right. of it. Well, I say representation because I knew what it was. It wasn't
2: a weather balloon. <laughs> no,
3: it was a Rubbermaid trash can lid <laughs> <laughs> that had been spray painted silver and then burned, so pieces of it were missing with aluminum foil behind that's it. Awesome. See, that's awesome. And I, I thought exactly to myself, I could be. build one of those. That's exactly what it should be. <laughs> it was cheesy, but it was it was that's a lot of fun. That's what it should be though. Um and then I walked around and, you know took a lot of pictures and uh, I don't have them all uploaded yet. And then Mel when she finally got done with her test Friday, we, we went out and got her some alcohol to make her feel a little better <laughs> and then went and saw um Zoomanity which was a Cirque du, Soleil, Cirque du Soleil show down at uh, uh, New York, New York. and It was very, very good. 18 and older on that one. And uh, very, very, very good, very enjoyable show, but most Cirque du Soleil's are. Um, so we did the second half and then went and saw uh, The Beatles' Love. And hands That's down... That's a Cirque du Soleil. Also Cirque du Soleil. And hands down, one of the greatest shows I have ever seen. It is at the top of my Cirque du Soleil list. And I will go see Love... Every single time I'm in Vegas from now until they stop showing it, but we had a good time. and we kind of, sort of slept in a little bit today before spending five hours at McCarran. But anyway, we had a good time. So okay, and that's good. More importantly, Mel is relatively confident that she passed her test. Good. So good What job, about Mel. you guys? Keith, holding you were the off fork? all week.
2: Yes, I
1: was yes. off all week. Yeah, it was a very nice and relaxing week off. Watched a lot of Daredevil. Did you get done? I had the season finale left. Which still, for me, is pretty good.
3: So you ended on the penultimate.
1: I did. Actually, I watched the penultimate right before coming over here. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just did stuff around the house, mostly. Uh, I did get a couple movies in, watched the Maze Runner Scorched Trials, Uh, and then we went and saw Batman v. Superman Dawn of Justice.
3: Oh, yeah, me too. I've decided the title is too long. I'm calling (laughs) it Bat Soup. Bat Soup. (laughs) That is the title from that It's an
2: adequate... uh, description of it there without even having seen it there John I haven't seen <laughs> it yet. I went and saw it on Thursday I know
1: you didn't like it worse than Man of Steel they made a more depressing Superman movie than Man of Steel yep. so you, didn't li- you didn't like it either I, I, uh, there are parts of it I liked there are most large chunks I did not
2: I'll tell you one of, the, one of the few things it did was it made me excited for a Wonder Woman film
1: yes I would agree there and it, it got my it piqued my interest more for future things that are going to come? No,
2: not me. <laughs> Aquaman. No, I have no intrigued. desire now to see Aquaman, and I have no desire now to see The Flash. I uh, None whatsoever. I was Cyborg was ex- a little intriguing. I
1: was, but... excited, I was expecting to be excited to see The Flash stuff, and then after seeing it, my excitement level was way down now. <laughs> the problem is
2: we're spoiled by the TV series. Yeah, it's so and, good. That... And looking at the approach they're going to take for the films is like, I, I didn't
1: even like the effect they used. Nope. It was not, no.
2: <laughs> a great article
1: <laughs> on io9 about how Everything that Man of Steel succeeded at,
2: this movie failed
1: at. <laughs> Absolutely everything.
0: Uh, and
2: yeah. it still feels like, it still's like a it still feels like a rush to catch up. Yeah,
1: it still, it still feels, feels like they're running headlong way. into it. Because from what I understand, it's whatever. However, Suicide Squad may tie in if it does.
2: But Justice League is still next. The preview I saw was. Uh, still uh, Wonder Woman oh yeah, yeah. No, Woman. Wonder, Wonder Woman than yeah. yeah, Justice League Wonder, Wonder Woman than Justice
0: okay.
1: League yeah. I, I think it's, it's, it could be worth a cheap theater showing oh. on a big it's still worth possibly for the spectacle of it on the big screen if you can sit through it too that far um, did you do anything else this week besides Batman I didn't no, nothing worthwhile nothing worth talking about I'm not going to go into all the house stuff I did. <laughs> Let's just suffice it to say, you did a lot of stuff around there. Not house. as much as I wanted, but I did a lot. <laughs> Shall we move on to our news? Yes. Our first bit of news is our good friends over at Candy Jar Books have released a free ebook to readers for Easter The Black Eggs of Kafu?
2: Khufu? Khufu, probably. Khufu. I
1: assume it's the mummy. Oh, The that, mummy, the yeah. <laughs> Egyptian...
2: It's uh, it's,
1: it's an Egyptian pyramid on the yeah, cover and I'm assuming it's Khufu. Uh, written by Tom Dexter. It features an ancient alien mystery, camels, explosions, and a great egg race across the desert.
3: Is there a comma in between camels and explosions? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs>
3: Darn. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay. <laughs> I'm
3: still in, but... <laughs> Not as exciting as... Exploding camels <laughs> really sounded cool.
1: <laughs> uh, one person uh, who recently joined Candy Jar Books as a digital and social media assistant said, We really thought Tom Dexter had reached its peak with Fright Before Christmas. That was until we read his story about the Pyramids.
2: So is this is their uh, holiday go-to guy now? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs>
3: hey that's nothing <laughs> what do you do I write the holiday books <laughs> oh yeah what are we getting for Halloween Ooh, I can't oh, wait for hey, that story yeah
2: <laughs> Andy get on that
1: so head over to the candy jar website to get your free copy to download
3: and we have put that on our schedule for
1: uh, uh, we added that to the Lethbridge Stewart to the Lethbridge Stewart one
3: we did I think we did huh.
2: I, I got blindsided. Know. I didn't know anything about this book until Monday I didn't either. or, Monday was or Tuesday, until they whenever it. Yeah. it released.
3: If it's not on the schedule, we'll add it to the schedule. Yeah, I'm sure it gets I on saw it, that, and too. I was
2: like, I, I, we, I didn't even have a heads up on this one. So I was excited. I clicked download right away. Surprise! In other news,
1: uh, those of you who are still upset about Netflix dropping Doctor Who, now... <laughs> Drop them their service and jump over to, Amazon, Go to Prime. Amazon Prime because it's streaming on Amazon Prime all eight seasons. So now and the special and the uh, yeah. and and the David Tennant Christmas specials, year uh, of specials. Any classics on there though? No classics yet, mm. but they do have some bonuses. I need to do a little bit more digging also because I'm trying to figure out where.
2: I think the day they, the doctor I is think in this the, list, the, the veil has been lifted, and I think Amazon has been the game changer in this all along. I think that uh, they got the exclusive. Well, I, I think they did, and I think that either that or they just they had come in with a very very high bid, enough for, enough of a high bid for BBC to kind of take everybody else off the table and let those contracts expire. And I think hopefully this. Well, I, I I'm encouraged that BBC is still trying to do its streaming. Um, uh, service i think with no view of it on the immediate horizon i think that i hope that squelches the idea that that's going to be the only place that you can get doctor who because realistically i don't have amazon prime i'll never have amazon prime again it to me it's too expensive and and the other services offer far too much for me to switch over to that one However, that being said, I'm very excited that you can still stream it on American soil and you yeah. do have the option to still get uh, Amazon or, or something in order to see Doctor Who and not be locked into a service like BBC where you might necessarily only be for Doctor you know, getting it for Doctor Who. So there's yeah. still an opportunity for a lot of new eyes to see the series, so I'm very excited.
1: For uh, it. And, and th- what's also nice with Amazon Prime streaming is it's not just the show itself. The, you get in each season there are specials like f- with season 8 they have the ultimate companion and the ultimate time lord specials that were done in, in anticipation of season 8 so you get some of those extra stuff that Netflix never put up uh, it's not just Doctor Who though Sarah Jane Adventures is now streaming on Amazon Prime I think I saw that Torchwood was, was in the works is too. Well, yep, yeah. Yeah. Torchwood never fell off Netflix though
2: yeah, but it, I, no, it, exclusivity, I think, is in the works, oh, from okay. what I saw. So we'll because be I think Torchwood runs out here pretty soon on Netflix. Ah.
1: It does... Uh, Sarah Jane Adventures... Amazon is not very well organized, though, for British TV, because they're structured slightly differently. Um, so, like, the pilot for Sarah Jane Adventures, Invasion of the Bane, is not available for... Streaming on Prime for whatever reason. Seasons 1 through 5 is. I'm trying to find out. and So if you, if you go to Amazon Prime to stream Doctor Who and you're starting over and working your way through, once you get to some of these specials like the David Tennant special years, night of, uh, Time of the Doctor, Day of the Doctor, you might have to do a little bit more digging to figure out where those are because they don't show up in the season lists. That's uh-huh. my warning for you. I think some of the Christmas, I think there's a special season, quote unquote, for the Christmas specials, at least for the Matt Smith Christmas specials.
3: Dear Amazon or Netflix or BBC streaming, whoever winds up with these down the road, can we please fix this? Yeah, the (laughs) categorization. (laughs) This is 2016, for
2: Pete's sake, man. We ought to have a,
3: uh, if only there was a source like, I don't know,
2: Wikipedia (laughs) that you could go to and see (laughs) where this falls. no, 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 don't tell them. Just hire me, and I will be the guy that we'll categorizes just organize them for. all.
3: I mean, just put them in order. Why can't you just, even if it's not part of the season proper, Who This lump cares. it as part of the season? It's part of the, of the DVD a, box set.
1: Yeah, I understand having the specials as their own standalone because it's their own standalone box set. Well, yeah, but they,
3: they'd still be in order within. They're, yeah, they that, should be, but they're not.
1: That, that thing, yeah.
3: and 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 even you know the the of the doctors. I don't care. Just lump them in at the end of the season. <laughs> just yep. Day of the Doctor should be the finale. <laughs>
1: you know. I agree. The Day of the Doctor is available. Prime. I just found it.
2: Along you had with to search se- for it separately though didn't you? yeah. <laughs> along with some <laughs> other specials
1: like some of the revisits are included in this. Um, fiftieth anniversary special collection that's available. Really? So, yeah.
3: So there technically is some classic who cool on there, or is it just a new? Who mm-hmm. revisited? It's
2: just it's just, it's just revisited. It's just special. the revisited, but Adventure in space and
1: time is on here too. Not the
2: revisited box sets that came or uh, oh, oh, yeah, that okay, came I out. get you. Those get did you. have the, but the revisiteds, which were, were the special. What were the half hour special?
1: Ironically, it's eight, nine, ten, and eleven are only the only the new series. Other I get, revisited. Other yeah, that yeah. doesn't surprise me since there's no class. I'm kind of surprised there's eighth. But then there's a Revisited Tales from the TARDIS, which is kind of looking at the whole 50 years. And uh, An Adventure in Space and Time. So if you haven't seen that gem from the 50th, head to Amazon Prime because you can now stream that. Nice.
2: Good on the Amazon. Good on you. Get yeah. On
1: you. Up next in news is we've gotten some Planet Comic Con guest announcements. The first, Jeremy Bullock is returning to Planet Comic Con. Hal <gasps> the Archer? And Tor. And Tor? <laughs> if you don't recognize who that is, go look up Hal the Archer.
2: <laughs> he was he, in a couple of little 80s films, too, I think, that kind of did well over here. Yeah, just a couple. Just a couple of them.
1: But you never really saw his face, so you probably nah, wouldn't know. You probably him. wouldn't even know yeah. him. If you don't know, he's Boba
2: Fett in the original series. <laughs> I was just going to go without saying. Oh. <laughs> Make them go look it up? I, no, I think everybody probably knows oh. that Jeremy Bullock and Boba Fett are synonymous. Who's We've that, mentioned uh, it many times on this show.
3: Who's that Australian guy? Uh, didn't, didn't, didn't he Boba Fett? No. His
1: voice has changed now in the Blu-ray. Yeah, so that's it's true. <laughs> Although it was never
2: Jeremy Bullock in the original series. Oh, yeah, right. It was... Uh, the guy that played the bartender friend of uh, Archie Bunker and Archie <laughs> Bunker. Films. I can't remember his name, but he just passed away a few years ago. Uh-oh. Uh and then the other
1: guest is Jenna Coleman. Woo! Yay! Big news. Exciting big That's news. It's very exciting. Very big shoe.
3: So we've we've got uh Hallie Archer mm-hmm. and Tor. We we've got Clara Oswald, mm-hmm. we've got Roy Williams, mm-hmm and we've got uh help me out Eve Miles Eve Miles um yes we do um what was her name <laughs> I did everybody's character names and you threw out Eve Gwen, Miles Gwen
2: uh, Cooper Oh yeah sorry I did <laughs> <laughs> It's Eve Gw- Miles it's the, that's her character <laughs> Gwen got, Cooper Gwen, Co-
3: Gwen Cooper and who was she in Dr Who though
2: Gwen Cooper Oh Gwendolyn uh Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn thank you She had a name too though a last name too but yeah Gwendolyn was her name Gwendolyn
1: so, Planet Comic Con shaping up to be a really great show.
2: She was Gwen Cooper in uh, Doctor Who as well. Yeah, it's true. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Journeys in. Journeys in. You're right.
3: Technically.
1: There's not technically about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> She was actually in. She was Stolen on the Earth show. and Journeys that, in. That, that,
3: that was more of a reflex, technically, <laughs> than anything else. Just, anytime Glenn's right, it just. <laughs> ugh, right.
1: Technically. That's it for news, but your Doctor Who Legacy tip of the week. There's a new event for Easter um, that came out. Easter egg gem skins, where players can hunt down e- and players can hunt down Easter eggs hidden around levels of Doctor Who Legacy and collect a set of new adipose allies. Ooh!
0: Uh,
1: all levels in the game also feature 150% experience. Levels in the fan area are set to 200% experience. Uh,
3: that's, that's a good deal.
1: Yeah, there's also an Easter sale going where you get 30% more crystals as well as the new Season 9 pack and characters and costumes. Uh, and then there's also the Trickster event launched with this Easter upstate, update. Upstate? Upstate. <laughs> upstate. <laughs> only, upstate. Only up. upstate It launched
2: Upstate only? <laughs> only.
1: Uh. Uh, which is going to run for six weeks. Uh, who the Trickster will create uh, chaos. Will use the chaos created by the Master to grow their influence over the world of Doctor Who Legacy. And each week, a new member of the Trickster Event Team will be rewarded for free as a guaranteed drop. And the team is comprised of the Tenth Doctor, Sarah Jane, Perry, Sabria, Azygon, and the TARDIS. Sabria Saber. Saber, sabre, sabra, 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 and the TARDIS.
2: It's been that long since we've had time
1: ice. Good <laughs> thing
2: we're getting a refresher yeah. next week.
1: If only I had watched it in advance to know how to pronounce it.
2: <laughs> I didn't even say it right. I said no, it's saber. Oh wait, no, it's sabra. Glenn has a button for that. <laughs> <laughs> only for your mic, though. Oh, I can put it on your mic. Oh, okay. I don't know if it'll make you say saber. <laughs> saber it probably
1: right, won't. But... <laughs> So go play some Legacy now with all these great updates. I believe the Trickster event is 3.99. dollars uh, It's one of the premium events. so It's about the same as all the Yay. other premium Yay. events. Yay. But go hunt down those Easter eggs in the game. That's kind of a neat addition. It
2: is kind of cool. All right, that's our Doctor Who Legacy
1: tip of the week. week. Uh, you can send us feedback at, feedback at Traveling the Vortex or on our website website or through any forms of social media you wish to, Facebook, tra- uh, Twitter, etc., etc. <laughs> uh, and go, go vote in the Goodreads Book Club poll for next month.
2: All right, well, let's do our reviews since we've got a couple of big ones this week, and uh, we're, we're already running long. Catch
1: 1782. When the doctor and Mel visit the National Foundation for Scientific Research <laughs> as it celebrates its centenary yes centenary. Mel expects to only be able to catch up with her uncle. She doesn't expect to meet her own ancestors. What is buried on the grounds of the Foundation? What secret has Henry Hallam kept from his descendants for 300 years? Can Mel escape her own past? Visiting your relatives can sometimes be trying, but surely it should never be this difficult.
3: I can't give it the horn. I don't think it was bad. No, I thought it was. Pretty it wasn't groundbreaking by any means. No, definitely was, was not groundbreaking. I, 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 there's a part of me that really wants to kind of give it a wah-wah-wah. You know, I don't know. I but it's 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 not that horrible. It, it's not horrible. It's not horrible at all. The I think the great. thing is, it's the, the, the reason is...
2: you can't give it a bad review because it's, it's 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 a good story, and it's a enjoyable story, and it makes sense, and it all works out, and there's very few flaws in it. Sean may counter that and pick apart part with it. I have a couple of flaws with it. There's there's really no flaws in it, and, but it's just kind of a story that's there. It's just a it's it, to, to be Qantas, If I were to say I actually enjoyed it because it was a break from the Doctor Who we've been doing recently that have these quick you know, uh, uh, quick. Uh, trips and turns and 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 yeah. all this different really clever writing and it, this was just well, really and, kind and of a simple wasn't well, no, well, it, it wasn't though all yeah, that clever because it it's not, the problem is it's it's an old story it's a story that's been out for several years and at the time when i listened to it i might have thought oh that was kind of neat wibbly wobbly timey wimey well, stuff and, there and, and but it's... now we've done that so much and i think moffat has put such a stamp on the wibbly wobbly timey the at why aspect of Doctor Who, that this suddenly then just kind of brought this story to a, now oh, here's just another, you know, trapped in time story that, that you know, wraps around it's itself, circles back boot, on itself. A yeah, terror. exactly. It's a bootstrap terror. yeah and So we, we've been doing this enough now that this just kind of feels like a normal story to me. And it was... But that being said, it was a nice step away from the really make you think or or keep you on the edge of your chair or because it's not a bad story there's no you're not going oh that's that's crappy, why did they do that? You don't do that in yeah, the story no. you just sit there and kind of let the story play out, and I was fine with it and when I got to in fact, I was surprised when I got the into it because I thought that didn't feel like a. You know, hour and a half or two hour story that we usually were used no, to. No, it, it went by really it just quickly. Qui- it just clipped along re- really quick, and uh, probably part of it was because it never never felt like there was any any big climactic uh, yeah, moments. Some of the Even the cliffhangers were, were kind of were <laughs> kinda, huh. But uh, so overall, I, I enjoyed the story for what it was, and there was nothing that made it phenomenal, and there was nothing that made it terrible. Yeah, and and it's.
1: I'm trying to think of other timey wimey stories that the Six doctor's have gotten and it's nice it's it's one of those great that's good point. that that's that's one of the, the things I liked about it was it's giving the sixth doctor a timey wimey story where he doesn't get to get that very often that, I, point, that, yeah. that I that I think of I mean you th- as, especially even in big finish I mean you think timey wimey you think flip flop or uh, what was that other one we did not that long ago that it, compared to that this is not as great of a story because it's just the it's just not almost I don't want to say not as clever but it's 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 simpler I think um, I think it's great character development for Mel too and we don't get a lot of Mel in Six Doctor and it's it's nice to have a bit more of a a, a a more serious story for them to be involved in.
2: I couldn't think of another Six Doctor and Mel story. In the main range of big finish, besides the one doctor,
1: maybe that's the only one. I'm, and that one was very campy.
2: It was very campy. Yeah, I, I really, off the top of my head, I, as I was listening to this, I thought this is really only the second one that I could think of off the top of my head. Yeah. So
1: my my biggest it's it's a story, and it's I kind of I agree with a lot of what you said, Glenn. That it's it's enjoyable. It's there. It's just kind of. It's not one that I would turn my nose up at about listening to again, uh, and I, I think the characters are are fascinating and are interesting. And my my only issue I have with the story is it's set up, it's, It starts off with this ghost situation, and you're left to kind of assume that the ghost was somehow Mel reaching back in time, but we never address it reaching at all. Forward in time, yeah, forward in time, but never addresses it. And we, we we kind of understand the bend of time, bend in time or kink in time, whatever he called it, uh, was because of what was happening, or the the device that was going to send her forward. But the actual ghost stuff and the materializations that have been reported and even Mel sees and hears. It doesn't, it doesn't get explained. You You're right, of, I'd forgotten about that. that that's yeah. my biggest complaint with the story, is it starts off with this, oh, okay, we're going to do another ghost story. And then it turns and goes this other direction, and I like the fact that it didn't do another ghost story. I just wish at the end of it they had come back and been like, well, what about all those ghosts? And even if it was just an info dump of, oh, well, it was this, I would have been okay with that, but the fact that they didn't address it at all is a big, major flaw.
3: Some of the, the the dialogue was recycled, I, I think, for that purpose. That when when Melanie was on Laudanum and 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 screaming, "I'm a prisoner, help me!" and, and the doctor had mentioned yeah. earlier that this ghost seemed like she was trapped here, and it, it was like, "Oh, okay, that's very good."
1: I just, I, it, I guess, it, I wish, yeah, they may have recycled a lot of that dialogue, but it didn't sound enough like Mel when it was a ghost for yeah. me to think. Not the first oh. time out. Yeah. yeah. And and then it's just like, well, yeah, I
3: don't know. I um I I want to give the story props for 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 doing something different. The fact is we we don't really have a villain. I mean, we we have no, it's, we, it's, we we it's, have it's, characters it's, that maybe we don't like as well as others, but there's no bad guy. You know, the situation is, is 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 what's the the, the issue here we don't have an alien, despite the ghost setup, which we then know is going to be alien influence. It's not, it's, yeah. just, it's just an echo in time. So it winds up being a pure historical, which is kind of cool, because obviously Doctor Who's kind of gotten away from those. <laughs> and, well, this is the
1: second pure historical that the six Doctors had now, in audio form? What was the first? Well, we Because we got the first one with Evelyn, at the very least.
2: The one where she goes back to. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Her, and was uh the Victorian,
1: uh, Victorian England uh, with, the, queen, with the queen. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm trying to remember if there was an alien in the one with Birkin hair. Birkin hair.
3: Yeah, because he had the weird time loop. Yeah. Set okay. Up. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um.
2: Well, at
1: least at least the first one
2: with the Marian conspiracy is that that one? Marian no. conspiracy was the Brigadier one. No, that was a uh, Lanyard uh, and Moore or whatever. Oh, it was. Yeah. a mystery of Landon Moore. Uh, no, the the Marion conspiracy was the was the the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, the one you're thinking okay. of, I believe.
3: Yeah. But I mean, I, I I wanted to give it props for that. But right off the bat, it's like, okay, we're gonna go visit my uncle. Okay, cool. Because we don't know anything about Mel <laughs> oh, yeah. other than she's, she's from the future. She's from you? the future. She's computers, and and she's kind of brilliant. Great, this is gonna be awesome. We're gonna get some backstory. Here no, we're going to drop all of that and, and, and kind of give us this, this recycled plot. Now, yes, I, I know that it's recycled only from the standpoint that we have been doing these out of order. The trappings are recycled. And yeah. so oh, yeah. mean, we, we, we've <laughs> talked a lot about the bootstrap paradox recently. And so to suddenly find ourselves, cause, and I felt it was telegraphed really early on. That that's The
1: Juggernauts was the other one.
3: Which one was what the juggernaut? Yeah,
1: that was a melon. The one with the mechanoids. That was another melon. Six Doctor story. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh, but not historical. Not historical. It was okay. a melon. It was yeah. a melon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah mechanoids.
3: Yeah. But um, you know, I like six and mel together, so I was really excited to kind of get into it and find out where we were going to go and what we were going to do and everything. And I just felt it was really telegraphed super early that we're in the same house and oh, i bump my head and I have amnesia and it's like, oh, you're going to wind up being... We're doing Back to the Future. You're going to wind up being your own grandpa. <laughs> <It's>
0: just,
3: <laughs> that's where we've set this up. Okay. So we'll play it through to his conclusion and see what happens. And, uh, you know, I, I liked the fact that the ghost angle, as you said, as soon as he says, well, ghost... And the doctor even says ghosts are very rarely, you know... Yeah. Which, And I'm like, yay! We're going to cut that off right off the hip and go immediately to the science stuff. And no... We, it's completely left her. I was like, "Oh well, okay." It's going to be a different story than, than than what we thought, but I just don't really feel like they did anything with it. I mean, no. it, it, it 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 did move. Like, I don't feel like it dragged, but I feel like I still didn't need four parts to tell this particular story. And then the the big kind of shocking reveal that happened at the the beginning of the was it the, the third part where we find out it's six months later that it's now June. And that she's been a prisoner there. Yeah, that, that almost kind of went just it, uh, info dump. Plunk, here's a little piece of information. It wasn't so, even like the cliffhanger. It was yeah. It wasn't yeah. a big shock and surprise the, moment. The reason
2: it, why it wasn't shocking to you is because the title of this is Catch nineteen or seventeen eighty two. Yeah, and, and when, when, when we they... learn early on that she went back to seventeen eighty one, so I knew that when they showed up, they were going to be late just from the title. Yeah, so. That was that wasn't even a surprise. It was like, okay, it's obviously it's going to be later, and so the six month was narrowed it down. But it was like,
3: well, and the other thing that really bothered me is it, it felt like there were fairly big gaps of logic in order to move the plot along. When the doctor and uh, Uncle John are. Bouncing off each other, discovering that Mel has disappeared and kind of recycling, going, what, what, what happened? What happened? And, oh, we—oh, she must have been thrown back in time because of this. Okay, well, let's dig up this the, the thing. And, oh, it's this weird alien metal. Well, how could it be in there? And they, they kind of start piecing it all together. And then it, it just never felt like at no point in time did, did anybody think, well, let's open the capsule. Because that's where I went with it immediately, oh, yeah. I was thinking, well, duh, Mel buried it I in the past, buried, thinking buried it that too. it's a, it's it was a message a surprise. to you.
2: I, it was a surprise that the doctor had buried it. I, it's actually, I'm kind of glad that they went along the course that they did, because it would have been a little too obvious if Mel had been the one burying it, and they opened the capsule up, and it's, it's a help me. Message from right. Mel, it, 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 I, that would have been a cheat. To, not a cheat. That would have been too simple to me. Well, uh, I yeah. so I was really grateful for the idea that the doctor went ahead and buried it so that it wouldn't affect the TARDIS circuits again. So that that worked for me. I was uh, that that threw it, me it, off it, the track.
3: It, it, it was working a, a bootstrap backwards. You know that we we're, we're, It's not the cause before the effect. It's that this happened, so now I have to ensure that it does.
1: Yeah. it's, versus, one, of, it's versus, one of those stories, whereas it's no causal a loop where well, you don't know the origin of the device. But the right. thing
2: is they don't even necessarily do it in the bootstrap idea where the doctor says, "Well, I have to bury this because it has to be done." It was almost a, "Oh, this works out because I have to get rid of it. This is where we'll put it so that it will become." Yeah, I just it's it seems to me that
1: effect.
3: especially somebody like the doctor who has been through this a few times. Even (laughs) if we didn't know that, even if we were completely oblivious to other paradoxes that the Doctor has encountered, being a time traveler, it seems logical to me that he would have gone, well, let's open it and see if it's a message from Mel, because we're having this great hunt and chase about, well, we're trying to narrow it down, uh, on the on the date time that she may wind up being
2: and it's like she
3: could have left you a message in the in the thing <laughs> she, but they
2: they did she could have you know they did op- that. but the thing is they did open that before they were looking for all that they did they, they opened, had they, they, opened the they had chest. opened the chest yeah. and and the and the canister was in there
3: and and, the, and but they never thought to open the canister you keep calling it a canister well in the, my the mind the canister tr- was no they, they said
2: it at the, at the point that the canister was empty he says that that there's nothing there. There wasn't anything in the canister. There was uh, nothing. See, in, I missed that. Then. I got the I impression that the canister was already open. I never heard them. And the reason being, the, the reason the canister itself. was always open because it was never sealed. Because this was the protocol can, canister, right? Yeah. So it was. It was once they recognized what it was, it they just knew that this was what had caused the Tardis to go. Now it still was a a temporal loop because if the canister had never gone back in the first place, how would it have affected the TARDIS descender back in the first place? So there was the, there was a glitch there in that, in my opinion. But it and that was the second part it, of it I never we, we I got, never had any doubt of oh that once they once they opened the once they realized chest and realized the, it was just this prototype canister, then it was like at that point, I was like, "Okay, well, there's obviously no message from her to that because he recognizes yeah. it. And it's already open. It's not closed."
3: The, the second part of it that I had a problem with is, is the canister itself. Is that it's just well, it's something we got from the space division. Yeah,
2: it was. Yeah, they were they were a bit flippant with that. The other thing I thought was oh, a it's bit, chemical <laughs> X. Bit, the other thing that I thought was a bit flippant was the doctor's. Um, doctor was a bit flippant with the idea well we just got to get mel out of here uh, who, who's to know that she died it doesn't have any record of it she's not it was just it was a yeah. little too simple it a was a little, little too he was a little too um sure that he wasn't going to affect anything and sometimes well, you especially think well, the, the doctor knows what really he's doing on,
1: he's, we got to leave her here at the end of the third it, part he, he makes a mention,
2: reversal and then later he's that. like and yeah, now we'll take her it'll be all right. <laughs> Well, wait a minute you just said 30 minutes ago that you couldn't leave.
3: Yeah. It, it's, it, there were, it was one of those things where I think the nugget of the idea was probably pretty cool but then the execution of storytelling it they didn't it break it down as far as they needed to yeah. to make sure that if, if you're going to tell me a time travel story that's going to have a loop of some sort in it I need to know that that loop's going to work. And if you just wave some oh look science fiction elements because we've got this from the space agency it's like, I don't know about that. I also... The the National Foundation for Scientific Research.
2: I love that.
1: I did, too, because
3: it's the greatest name in the history of ever for an institution that apparently does nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That that
1: buries time capsules, and that's
3: it.
2: (laughs) I love that, though. Well, but... They're going to be disappointed in 100 years when they dig it out. Why? What's in it? it I'm not going to tell you. It did kind of justify why they (laughs) had... It did kind of justify why they had the canister, but I'm with you. The fact that they didn't explain what the metal was was like, well... So we got some mysterious metal and and made something out of it. It's like, well, but you should have and been the ones unstable. that discovered the metal. <laughs> although they did learn how to stabilize the metal because yeah. the actual one that they used was a different was, one and it yeah, was fine. it was fine. Yeah. So it was going to
3: last 100 years. So That's another problem. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not a metallurgist. I don't do this in my spare time, but it seems to me that if an alloy... Who doesn't
2: do that in their spare time? Everybody does that in their spare time. Mine's chemistry. But no. oh.
3: I have a Bunsen burner burning somewhere. Um, <laughs> he left it on on
2: Sunday last week when he left. Probably <laughs> have did. Have to turn it off.
3: Some paperwork on top of it. Nothing big. Bills mostly. Nothing to worry about. Sausage. <laughs> but if, if you have a, a, an alloy that is unstable... Don't just leave it sitting around on your desk. Well, but it, <laughs> it, 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 it seems like it would cease to yeah, be an alloy so. at some point. Well, that it yeah. would, it, you wouldn't be able to fashion it into a canister that apparently you don't put things in. Yeah, I, I, think, <laughs>
2: just, I think you were thinking past what you needed to for the story, and I think that's why I got a little more out of the story. because Maybe. I was like, I may, I maybe I, maybe I, I got a, hung up on the scientific aspects of I don't need to worry about the scientific it, aspects of this, <laughs> this is Doctor Who, on the other hand. Well, but Especially old-school Doctor Who. <laughs> it, 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 and, and,
3: and if they had waved it away with... Oh, it's all blah blah blah. If the doctor had just given me some techno babble, that, I'd have been like, "Oh, okay. Yeah. What's that?" <laughs> yeah. It causes problems with. Oh, that's bad. Okay, moving along. Go, go the extra effort and give me yeah. something. You no, know, I would agree. Write with a science that. fiction story if you're going to write a science I fiction would story.
1: I also, I wasn't a big fan of the fact that come at the end of it. Mel doesn't really remember most of all of the, the six months she spent back in 1782 because of the laudanum the they were giving her. The reset button. Well. And so it's like, oh no, all that any any she could have had throughout this entire story is just kind of oh, it was she learned about her yeah. uh, uh, it was wasteful. family tree, and that's but, about it.
2: But along that same lines, as as Sean was looking for the mm. and the techno babble, at least they had an, a reason why. Yeah, the them was the reason, and, it, and it, it's, it's an op- opiate, I believe. It's from opium straight up. Yeah. And It's it's it was bad stuff, and they used it all the time in the late 1700s and early 1800s, and it was it was doing things to people that it shouldn't have done. And I so I once they dropped the idea that she had just been drugged up this whole time, I thought, okay, I'll just wave off the fact that she didn't have a yeah. chance to yeah. learn anything. But you're right; or it was a wasted opportunity. Yeah, and then Henry. <laughs> You're talking about the doc? No, the, the, the master. The, the master, yeah. No, the yeah. Do- see. I thought which the- I was so excited when they dropped the term,
3: <laughs> and then he didn't show
2: up. I was like, man. I thought the wasted the wasted character was the doc, the, the, the his doctor friend. Yeah, Doctor Wallace. Yeah, Wallace. It was just. He was just there to help the doctor and Uncle John get Mel out, and that was it. And then go back and... and Mrs. Mrs.
1: McGregor wasn't even as developed as she could have been. No, he he was the
3: conscious of the whole thing. You can't do this. I'm going to do this. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, Give her some more drugs. Not a strong conscience. Yeah, it was... (laughs) Give her some
2: more drugs. I did like the idea that Go dig me a hole. All right. (laughs) I did like the idea that he was... Smart enough to realize that when the doctor was going against his diagnosis and he was real adamant about you know i've well, i've the, been in, yeah. I, I did this been... right, but, but then later kind of deciding, okay well, maybe you're right and 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 caving into that second opinion, I thought, okay, at least this guy has some sort of class he's not going to be <laughs> this guy that thinks he's right and bullheaded the whole time. So I gave him that much credit. I think I was a little more forgiving on this story than you guys were.
3: <laughs> well, and the the whole once you once you're a time traveler and you're in the past, especially dealing with your own family history, and you drop the "I'm a time traveler" and I've been thrown back.
1: Ah, uh, if it weren't the 1700s, it would be a bigger of an issue for me. Well, and I, I'm willing to for, for,
2: forgive well, Melford because she's been drugged up. Yeah, that's just culture. it. It's yeah. sort yeah. of, and it's sort of third, at the very least concussed, let alone it sort of justifies the now. extreme measures of giving her of Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's
1: but, talking nonsense yeah. according to them. You, have you, got, you've got these two groups
3: of people. You've got the well, she's obviously talking gibberish. Give her some drugs. And after six months, where she's still talking gibberish, and then somebody else shows up and says, "Oh yeah, we're time travelers." And the doctors just, uh, uh, what's it, uh, Lawson? Wallace. 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 Wallace is like, "Oh, okay."
2: It wasn't it's, that it's
3: simple. That he it's, did.
2: <laughs> he did have to show him and prove him, prove to him that they had yeah. a little more clout. Well, you're, I, I think you're, some of you're, that you're is also. You're brushing a lot of the lot of the text of this there off. Was,
3: there was no proof a lot of, the of anything. There was just. It was Uncle John's assurance. Well, that, well yeah, we're actually time traveling.
2: No, ah, but he was piecing it together because Mel brought that up very early on, before the lotum was administered. Yeah, I think he. I I there, think there's enough circumstantial I that a, he yeah. could
1: connect the dots. And then you also, I, I think you got to also consider the, the doctor's charisma or psychic abilities that gets that <laughs> he always gets the. I'm going to do this. Oh, okay. When the people should be like, right. "No, you're not going to do that. That's very, crazy."
2: Very much in line with the character of the Doctor. Yeah. I agree with so
1: it. it's it's See, that the, almost
3: feels like more of a stretch. But I'll. Allow a, it. How,
1: many, <laughs> how many times has the Third Doctor pulled that kind of stuff off? And people who were adamant of, "No, no, there's no aliens. There's no aliens." The Doctor shows up. There's aliens. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would have
2: to agree. There is precedent for it.
1: It's 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 the Doctor. It's however you want to rationalize how he can do that in your mind. Go for it. But
2: hypnotism. <laughs> yeah i think it's unfair to tear this too much apart because again it's it's an older story and and i think a lot of our problems probably are founded in the fact that there's been some better science fiction since then in doctor who itself so well,
3: I, maybe I, that's what it comes down to i, I did like the fact
1: that henry's part of why he latches on the, the the exploration of henry the the grieving of his his wife and this new person shows up and
2: somebody he needs
1: to help, who needs his help, that he can rescue and save. And
2: I did expect him to be a little more villainous than he was, but he didn't yeah, end up being I villainous.
1: I, I, at, I, it feels I like there it. could have been a little bit more character development for him because some of the extremes he was going to go to. And, oh, well, I've been with you for six months and now you will marry me. And yeah. I know part of that is the, the time period that which the story is set. But yep. it felt like they could have built us to that a little bit I, I
2: agree with that I think he was I think he he turned on a dime really there really quick another character that did that, did that. yeah
1: well and I think part of that is the six-month jump we didn't follow along those six months too. Right, so right.
3: I don't know like I said it's it is what it is like you said it, it's That's just what, kind of what a what standard story and it's, it, it's just kind of there um, I wish I, I think the nugget was kind of a cool one. I wish there had been a little bit more to it than what there was. Uh, Bartender Keith tonight. <laughs> so yeah. All right, let's move on to the I'm expected. curious. I'm curious to know what you guys thought of the. Uh, the I
2: comics. think that's
3: probably what I was most frustrated about. Is because you know, I genuinely like Mel as a character, and so I get excited whenever we do more Mel. She obviously doesn't have much in the on the TV range, so we're kind of relying on big finish to bring them to us. Yeah. So then when you get a subpar one, it's like, oh.
2: Well, that's a, that's what seems interesting to me is the fact that we got so little Mel, little of Mel in the classic series, Ooh, and so we decide you know, Big Finish decides, oh, well, we're going to do more with Mel, and it really doesn't feel like we've done more with Mel, ever. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was just she's just still there have as her the Mel we got and in the, yeah. yeah. And she's still there How she joined as the Doctor, far as I'm on. We still order. get her as Mel in that we got her in the TV series, so it's like uh, Big Finish doesn't feel like they're utilizing her. Hopefully that'll change as we get going, but yeah. they don't really feel like they're utilizing her to the extent. You know, she was there, I was presuming, in the uh that Six Doctor uh, regeneration story that Big Finish did, so yeah, maybe there's a she good, wasn't one of those. Maybe there's a good chunk of uh, story there we'll get. we will get. So it'll be interesting. We're just again, like I said, well, there's there, only really there's only three <laughs> of the Big Finish that we've listened to so well, far with I her. Her and six now. There's yeah. been some of her and seven, but and in
1: general, there's like in comparison to all the other companions, there's a lot less of Mel and even in Big Finish.
2: That's true. It's almost like they don't know what to do with her yet. But, again, we're early on in the main range, so... And maybe she's been busy and hasn't had the time to do the Big Finish stuff. Who knows? Well, I think they brought her on board relatively early, and she did, at least in the Big Finish uh, companion book that I read, She's she had a lot of stuff that she did. So oh, I think yeah. a lot of it was Seventh
1: Doctor stuff. Yeah, there, there has been a lot of that.
2: It was, I think it was hard for Big Finish to figure out what to do with Mel and Six because the... trial of the time lord kind of messes things up well it messes things up because it does parry and then dispatches of her and then it brings in mel who's already been traveling with the doctor before the doctor we know at that time even knows of her so we don't get any of those adventures that happen post trial of the time lord in the series because the we only get the two, and we're only fed the information that they eventually go travel together. And so there's some stories there that are kind of in flux, and we don't know where they happen. I mean, because they return Mel back to her timeline, so the Doctor can then meet her and travel with her. And so we don't, we don't get any of that. Yeah. And I think that's where Big Finish had the opportunity to say, okay... And I think they do eventually fill in that gap a little bit. I hope so. But uh, from what I understand... And so I think that they just they didn't know what to do with her early on, so they just went with a standard with the standardization of stories until they could figure out how to kind of pull her into the timeline fold as uh, so Maybe say. that's
3: what it is, because we we've done The Fires of Vulcan, which was a seventh Doctor in Mel. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember liking that one. We did uh, Bang Bang A Boom, which was a seventh Doctor in Mel, and I remember liking that one. Flip flop. We did Flip Flop, which I remember liking that one. Again, seventh Doctor. And then um, with, and uh, the the only two so far, right? Yeah, the the, the one Doctor and the, the one Doctor and the Juggernauts. Right. Are the only ones good. we've done so far, yeah. Um,
2: Besides this one.
3: But I, I wonder maybe if it's just, a, maybe I like Mel 7 better than I like Mel and 6.
2: Well, does Where that come we... from 7 and Mel having more television stories together, too? Because they had a whole, almost a full season together before uh eight, yeah, more groundwork for Mel's character. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. She okay. certainly feels more right of like five to me and Perry. with Perry, but
3: now I've gotten seven. to the point where I like Five and Perry. So maybe that's not it. I don't know. I just, well, they, I think they've done more with
1: Five and Perry. Than, than they have well, we we certainly have I mean listened is, to more. Yeah, with yeah, five, yeah. With but five I just
3: mean Perry. from the standpoint yeah. that if, if we're going off television appearances, well, I think. Five but I think really what really Keith's
2: saying the, though is even big. Finishes, the reason why more. you like Five and Perry now is because we've had a good chunk of audio of Five and Perry. If we got more. Six, 6 and Mel, Mel you might change as well your gotcha. opinion on that as well yes. because I've always thought right. that pairing
1: has been really great and I, I, I like 6 and Mel more than 7 and Mel
2: oh see I disagree but but I think I'm with Sean though because I, But I think we have as much 6 and Mel I think
1: that's because I also like 7's later how 7 is later in his run 7 and Ace. Yeah. yeah I like
2: how the Doctor is later well they've, they've got a better dynamic I think than he and Mel as well yeah well, there's some we'll more six and coming out, so do, we, we've yeah. got more to do. I think we're in the the early stages of big finish doing six and Mel, and I think that the, maybe that more maybe more will come out of that. It just seems like a missed opportunity at this point. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Well, let's no move. synopsis for the uh, No synopsis Doctor for convicts, the comics, but we did go finish off the year. We started on uh, the twelfth doctor, number 11. eleven, and went to number fifteen. Yeah, and eleven uh, has the opportunity to do a one-off story. Yeah, which I rather enjoyed. Yeah, it was. It was. It was fine. It was uh, another one that I felt just kind of uh, happened. It wasn't. There wasn't a lot of great. You know, did, uh, did you guys
1: pick up on who Charlotte was early on?
2: No. No. Okay.
3: I
1: no. I wonder if cuz I'm I'm not very familiar with her work at all. So I wondered if those who were got more enjoyment out of the story cuz they picked it up early on yeah. that oh that's Well, we who should this have is. got it.
2: It was Charlotte and Emily. Right. <laughs> so we should have got it early on. It didn't until she talked about writing the book at the end and then when she when she said, when he said wait who are you what's your what's your name then I, I got it just before it dropped oh but but just still at the end I didn't catch it early on yeah. when we we're talking about Charlotte and we're talking about Emily and they were both famous for authors and sisters or cousins or something I don't remember how they related. But... Holly probably would have got it. She's a big fan of Charlotte and Emily Bronte. Mm. Um. I quite like the artwork of this one. I hate to go to artwork first because I'm, I'm one of those I'm one of those people that that you know the art is art, and uh, you're either going to be happy with it or you're not and when you're doing a comic story, it's really difficult for some artists to get the look and feel of the actual representation of a character. Yeah. However, I think the artist in this one did. I think that they they are very very much Jenna, Gemma, Jenna Coleman and uh, Peter Capaldi um the story is just kind of meandering it's just sort of uh, it feels
1: almost a, i don't know if it's a setting but it, it it feels a little ghost lightish
2: yeah agreed oh no i totally agree it's it's uh and probably you're right it probably has to do with the the setting and the yeah, time that it's t- taking else. place but uh how do
1: you feel about the villain uh um,
2: alien it's almost a it's <laughs> the, kind the, of a, the answer for spider <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a tragic that's more like a cockroach to me but he uses spiders, but oh, I guess he has those appendages. But I, kinda got, I got the impression of a cockroach rather than a spider. But um, it, uh, it's kind of a tragic villain because it's, in, in reality, it's only trying to generate its spaceship so that it can go. And unfortunately, it's working its slaves to the point of exhaustion and fever, but you never get the impression that it's killing them. And yeah. so, at the very end, when the master of the house, uh, Marlborough, comes in and, and throws the lantern on it and it burns, I almost feel as bad as the doctor does for the for the creature because I think it it didn't necessarily know any better, him. and the doctor probably had a better way. And when he makes the comment, I hope you you know if you're the last of your kind, I'm sorry. And I feel really bad at that point that that there's a chance that this is the last. Yeah. And if he wasn't able to save it or get it, you know, take it home. Now, he does give it the chance. He says, you know, I'll give you the, uh, one chance because it's been that kind of week. <laughs> and uh, But then he's he goes into uh, the little head thing in order to uh, – uh, well that was different. I was mean, running comics together. But he, he no, does no, no, go. No, head yeah, head head. yeah that's produces. the one. Okay. He goes to the head thing to try to kind of make communication with it and figure out what needs to be done. And then the, the by doing that he breaks the psychic link with the party, which unfortunately is the doctor's fault that they come in and they freak out. Yeah. Now they're from the early eighteen hundreds, so of course they're gonna come in and freak out there's a big giant bug in the attic. Yeah. An attic they didn't even know they had.
3: He does. Men. The doctor does say it's been sending out its little spider friends to put tracers on people, controlling them for its own ends, before siphoning off their energy into its damaged ship's reserves, all until they're too weak to be of use. Right. And I won't allow it to continue. That to me.
1: But they're not dying. Well,
3: I I think they they're, are. They're,
1: they're kind of essentially.
2: I, I
3: think they're
1: at what, that what, point. If they're too weak to use anymore, I mean, they're on the verge of death. Yeah, but I get yeah. the impression
2: I, it's like a depleted battery. You don't throw the battery away. You, hey, you do. You recharge it. <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, but like oh, okay, it's battery. like a rechargeable <laughs> battery. You don't you don't throw the battery away. You you recharge it or reuse it or uh, you know. I I just think it, it it never gives the impression that it's been there for a very long amount of time, and we don't know that these people wouldn't have recovered. That's the problem. It's yeah. not clear enough that the people recover. But uh Interesting enough, comic though. I, 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 I like the it.
1: idea of because we've gotten name drops of the Doctor and Clara going on adventures with literary advent, he, people in the series. I, I like the idea that they're gonna that they've tackled at least one of those in the comics. I would like to see more.
2: Yeah, I, I liked the um, we get name drop later too. <laughs> yeah, of a literary yeah. character.
3: I'm just gonna really sound like a Debbie Downer on on this whole week, aren't I? Um Again, I I think the the nugget of the idea was kind of cool, that we set it up for, oh, we're going to do a Charlotte Bronte, and we're not going to tell you that until the end, and I'll be honest, I didn't know until the name dropped, and then I had to go look it up to make sure I knew who I thought I was talking (laughs) about.
1: Yeah. I actually did the same thing. I was like, that's that one, right? Yeah. And I was right, but (laughs) it was still like... uh, uh,
3: mm. So... um, it felt like we...
2: Well, didn't Bronte write Sense and Sensibility? One of the two Brontes wrote Sense and Sensibility. Mm, Jane Austen wrote that one. Oh, that she? was Austen. Yeah. Uh,
1: I was confused. It was Jane Eyre. Eyre. Eyre, yeah. That's the main one I
2: recognize. Now I'm think of uh, what else. She wrote a bunch of stuff. My wife's got a whole bookshelf full of Emily and Charlotte Bronte stuff.
3: But it, it just felt like we... Okay, that's the gag. Okay. Is it Emily or Ellen? I think it's Emily. Emily, I thought... Um. No, it is Ellen. Ellen Bronte. <laughs> I had okay. to go back and look. Oh, Emily. Okay, there Ellen is an Emily Ellen, Bronte.
2: Ellen Bronte. Ellen Bronte. Really no, uh, Charlotte, Charlotte Bronte, Bronte wrote oh, a book called Emily. I think is Emily
1: Bronte about. wrote Wuthering Heights.
2: Wuthering Heights. Okay. I mean, okay, that's right. I didn't know that. I mean, the third of the eldest f- of the four well, so surviving Bronte
1: okay. siblings. So this must have been. Anne was this
2: Ellen and Charlotte then?
1: This was Ellen.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Ellen. Okay, all right. So I was confusing Ellen with Emily.
3: But, um, so that's the gag. And then we're going to come up with a a story to kind of work that around. I'm fine with that. I I feel kind of like the story was, again, recycled. It felt very much like Flatline. Like we've got a monster who's stranded and can't quite make things work. The doctor gives them one chance decides, you know what, no, this isn't going to work. This time the choice is really taken away from him. Um, But just that kind of standard.
2: It's You know what this is, it's a filler issue. It's to get us to 12 episodes, or is it 15 uh, It's it's
1: one I'm glad that it is a standalone. I don't think the story could have sustained. I don't think it could have sustained more than one, yeah, absolutely.
3: And, you know, while it was going on, it was kind of cool, and there were were definitely some moments, like when Clara takes her pin off, that's protecting her from the psychic influence of the thing and yep. puts it on somebody else. Like that's such a Clara thing to do. Yep. Yeah. Even she puts it on Charlotte a, as early in, in the run as this yeah, is. It Cause is this still. is still,
1: we re- don't know really for sure. Season eight. Yeah.
3: Cause I think the next one actually has that intro where it mentions that it's yeah it does. after Danny. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, you know, it, it was there and then it kind of ran its course and then it was over and I was like, okay.
1: Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's move on to issue twelve. Well, I guess really we can just t- talk about the the whole next arc. Because
3: one other thing, speaking oh. of artwork, this one does have my favorite cover ever. The one with him and the the all the, the all of time and space in his coat. I just think that's an awesome cover. Yeah. Exactly. Go 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 Google that one at home. Okay, sorry. Continue on with on with issue twelve and the final arc.
1: Yeah, because so issue twelve is. All, well. Issue twelve through fifteen is one long four-issue arc, which kind of ties in, ties up the whole season mm-hmm. that they've done for year one. And um, kind of hard. you guys have to rack your brains at all to remember Hyperion? Because <laughs> I kind of did. No, they
3: stuck out enough for me originally that I was, I, I, I remembered them from from issues one and two. Hmm. Um.
2: The Hyperion was... were also mentioned in Genesis of the Daleks. Mm-hmm. Oh, planet. Yeah. The Hyperion uh, Daleks fought the Hyperions or stole their something.
1: As enjoyable as the story is, uh, and we don't really know when this when it's set, other than for where it is for the Doctor. I mean, they they talk about it's supposed to be twenty fifteen. I assume that's correct, that they That's did arrive it, in 2015. That
2: was the interesting thing about it, because they do say that they think it's 2015, but we never get a clarification as to that it was actually t- summer 2015. An and, and event
1: like this, so massive <laughs> on scale and so many people dying, seems like... Yeah,
2: there's no way you can blame the internet for uh, internet hoax for this kind of thing. Yeah,
1: it just seems... <laughs> I mean, London's in shambles. As good of a story as it is, it seems too big of a scope for the comics to tackle that... Like if 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 we had gotten a name drop of something of the Hyperion yeah. invasion in the series, yeah. and then yeah. oh okay, it just seems like it's too big of a story that for Kate being in this and then Kate showing up later in the series.
2: Yep. I kept waiting for the doctor to go do some sort of reset button.
1: Yeah, and I appreciate that he didn't, but it, at the same time, it feels like it's there, there's a conflict of interest there because. It's this whole big mysterious mysterious event, kinda of like children of Earth, that the doctor and nobody ever talks about it. Again.
2: Yeah. I think that ultimately in my head I I'm retconning it to say that it, they didn't really show up in December fifteen. But it was probably one in thing the, that makes in me the think it's not twenty fifteen. And The reason why it still looks like twenty fifteen is because, you know, things don't change that much over five or ten years. Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't have to do that in a story you shouldn't have to be able to well, one thing that helps me it, but. jump
1: to that conclusion is jumping to the artwork right away kate <laughs> in this
2: who looks like she's in her like she looks really old 70s.
1: yeah her, she's not blonde in this she is gray. <laughs> gray yeah even before the hyperion show up like when we get when we first see the ship crash and we see her she is gray has gray hair it's i i was not as an impressed with the characterization art in this story uh dan not dan what's the fireman's name yeah sam 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 the fireman yeah. i knew they wouldn't go dan because that'd be too yeah, yeah. Sam the <laughs>
2: which i don't know if you if you get if you didn't get the reference sam the fireman i guess is a kid's cartoon or a car, kid's television show over in the uk uh, and so that's where all the yeah you know, uh, I, I get that a lot before and the the, the i didn't the, the lost humor <laughs> on the doctor who didn't had never seen sam the fireman uh kids show in the uk yeah apparently sam the fireman was a, now, a did kid. you look that one up no or i knew that you no, i knew know that. that one and i don't i am going i'm based on very one, right? clay, I, I don't know if or it's claymation it or if it's i don't know it's a it's a kid's show is all i really know i'm about
1: thinking about pat the postman Never pat mind. the postman is a <laughs> <laughs> kid's show as well yeah you're right that's the one i
0: know of
2: um
1: okay so staying on the art
3: for just a moment
1: i i, I liked that it, it's kind of that It's not as almost photo, not photorealistic, but less cartoonish that we got in the Weeping Angel story arc in season ten. Yeah, or for the tenth Doctor.
2: UK and New Zealand. That's Sam the Fireman. Oh, doesn't
3: look a thing like him.
1: Nope. (laughs) But it's kind of that same style, which I think every, aside from some of the characterization of the. I guess it's Fireman Sam. Is what Fireman Sam. The their faces. Sometimes, it's not so much in the first issue, but later on, I don't think they quite capture the likeness well enough. I think two things happen. The 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 settings, the backgrounds, the action, the Hyperion, all of those look fantastic. Agreed, agreed. It's just, especially later on, 12 and Clara do not look like themselves.
3: I, I like the artwork immensely in this run, at least to start off with. I like the fact that it's almost kind of sketchy in a way I mean if you if you look at some of the panels where you can see where they're, they're just using simple lines for shading and things like that and the, the, the lines are not exactly clean you know if they're going to draw something it's just kind of it's enough of a an outline that yeah. it's there and your brain fills in the details and knows what yeah. it is and they do the same thing with the characters and I think that looks great especially in the action scenes and when things are, are transpiring and going on it falls down on the artist's ability to do the Doctor and Clara yeah. and, and Kate, uh, 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 conversely. Because it's just familiar enough that you go,
2: oh...
1: Until, uh, until they name-dropped Kate, I didn't realize well, who that
2: was. Yeah, I didn't either. Luckily, I think the <laughs> writer has be. the writer has a really good grasp. And so the writing the of the story... voice is right. Yeah, yeah the, the right. Right. You you writing of the, the story puts the right voice in their, their mouth. So it, it works enough for me that I don't get lost or confused or taken out of the story at all the
3: other so. thing is that right off the bat where one of these Hyperion ships crashes into the International Space Station we get this panel
0: yeah.
3: uh, of the, uh, the the crew basically burning, burning in yeah. space and they're all skeletons and then you realize that she's wearing the jacket that the flight commander had mm-hmm. so it's not just some random thing Right. It, it all of a sudden has pulled it back into the part of the story that you've already read and I looked at this I, I had a Mary Whitehouse moment went this is kind of gruesome for Doctor Who. Comic.
0: <laughs>
3: but I think I like it because it's it's handled really well I mean it's it's a dark moment but
2: well on some if of these they had brought it where... back around at the end and brought the commander back or the uh uh yeah commander of the space station back yeah. and a uh, captain I guess she was back and gave the moment you know that, that that is given at the end and her being the one that ends up helping them and fighting alongside them when she's been turned into one of these uh i keep wanting to say wraith but it's not a wraith it's a it was an angel but yeah I but they, 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 uh, they called it they so, called something, something angel later yeah something else it was a something angel yeah. but I remember anyway so yeah i was i was I, I was a little more forgiving since we get a you know, more angelic uh version of her so uh, my question for you is because I can just can't place where he had done this before and been unsuccessful with it when he makes the comment about I, I perfected uh, this is I've done this once before and perfected oh. it. Who is he referring to? He's referring to Astrid. I think it's River. Oh, it's River.
1: Wait, on, on which line?
2: Uh, at the end, where he oh, was yeah. able to put yeah. her into some sort of. Uh, that's what I. That's what I. I too. thought it was Astrid, but because Astrid? she from uh, Astrid, isn't that her name Asilda. No, Astrid no. from um, the Angels one, Titan- the, the one who the falls Titanic to her death. One. Yeah, yeah. But remember, he was able to catch, her, take her something, and and puts it out of space, and she got to travel among the stars. That was her wish was to travel oh, among the stars. That. Well, that Just a really stardust, but yeah, a stardust. But I thought that's what he was because it it it, 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 it it's nothing similar at all to River. To I me, mean, that's oh. why I didn't go there. So that so. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe that's the impression that we were supposed to get if you guys both walked away from it with that maybe that's where the author was going with it but i i i i automatically went to astrid because with river he put her consciousness consciousness in a a computer so this is far removed from that.
3: Only from the same token that... <laughs> he
2: actually makes her an astral being, in this sense. Exactly. Which is what he did with Astrid, except for it didn't quite have well, the, her consciousness. That's 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 the
3: difference that, that that I take away from it, is with River, whether the mechanics of it are the same or not, her physical form was destroyed, and her consciousness lives on. But, and that's kind that's of what kind of but, I am I to, too. But
2: drilling down to this, he says, I was uh, I'm able to do it Successfully this time, so it was almost like he didn't quite get it right with Astrid. Mm. So he got it right this time, so she could still be this, uh, uh, not corporal, yeah, corporal being, but not be, uh, but still have some consciousness left. Whereas Astrid was turned into a corporal being, but didn't have, well, didn't yeah. retain her consciousness. So that's, that, I guess, that's why I went to Astrid. Not, but you guys may be right. It may be, a, a, it just seems really too loose to be based on what he did with the other river. thing that, that, that
3: for my money is why is when he's explaining he says something similar happened to a
2: friend not to mention so there's a pause. Clara knows river by this time so yeah. why didn't he just say why didn't he just say it or why doesn't clara realize it clara would have no idea who astrid was he, she never met her so again there's too much of a disconnect for it to be river in my mind I don't know that it's Astrid. I'm hoping that there's another <laughs> uh, reference that I'm missing. but
3: I don't know. I just I just assumed it was. The other uh, bit that I liked from the first one is the Venusian Ikido. Yeah. Because yeah. we were just talking about that. I like, can't wait for Capaldi to pull some of that out. I'm so glad. Granted, that, we got it in comic book Well, form, that's just but, it.
2: I'm so glad that somebody at least is recognizing the fact that he must have these suppressed uh, pieces of responsibility former personalities that he can go to because we've been saying it for years Mm -hmm. even in the new series why doesn't he revert to the occasion uh venetian ikido? because if i can see with certain personalities like tom baker would never do that but uh the fifth doctor would and the sixth doctor i can kind of see doing that i can't see the seventh doctor going to that you know but there's incarnations where i can see Capaldi especially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I could see them going to that. So it's it's nice to finally see somebody say, yeah, there's these regressed uh, personality, pieces of their personality that that can come out once in a while. And this perfectly comes out here with uh, uh, Capaldi in this instance, so or with uh, the Twelfth Doctor in this instance.
3: You talked about the voice that the writer uh, has done such a, a fine job of, and I think for me nowhere was that more evident than in the... The Doctor and Claire are exploring London and, and kind of arguing back oh, and forth. Oh, the whole conversation
2: <laughs> is right out of the series. It,
3: it's, it's so well done, and, you know, she's accusing him of snoring. He goes, no, I just take, uh, you know, standing... Yes, I know, but
0: <laughs> that's why you're grumpy.
3: He goes, grumpy? No, I'd be Doc, because I'd be in charge. And just the back and forth. And you think maybe they're kind of getting to that point where it almost feels like Six and Perry... And then the artist gives us just a little like they both kind of look at each other with a side smile. Yeah, yeah. that they know that they're playing off each other yeah, and playing. Yeah, it. And it was just like so. that's that they're so just enjoying. This. Perfect.
2: They're enjoying their companionship because of the way that their relationship is.
3: Um, but yeah, the, so the Hyperians have come and uh, basically they're going to build a giant web thing around the planet, uh, around the sun, the sun yeah. and suck it full of all the energy. Uh, and they've enslaved most of humanity to try and help them with that. And uh, the ones that haven't been enslaved have been converted into um, well, some
2: of them scorch yeah.
3: things that you know. Uh, you know well, the ones that,
2: the <laughs> ones that died yeah. have become the scorch,
1: and they kind of get resurrected from the ashes.
2: The, there are certain ones that have become these angel beings that are the ones that watch over and and slave drivers for the slaves that are working on the little engines that are developing the webbing and penultimate got used in this <laughs> speaking of penultimate <laughs> earlier <laughs> the penultimate web or piece of the web is in place waiting for the last one um i like the characterizations of, of everybody i think that the uh, captain of the uh, space station was very really well done i think even kate was in line with kate yeah, stewart she was written she just fine. It visually just, she heard, she was, yeah. it was it was it was terribly done i like the politician that decides that he's going to pull a Die Hard and go uh work with the
0: <laughs> yeah yeah hyperion in and order to you know and then it and ends up backfiring yeah.
2: on him i like that the characterization of him was done really well um i like the noble sacrifice that sam goes through um, and I like the idea that uh, the doctor's able to give this mom of these kids a way to watch over them for the rest of her life, be guardian angel to them. Yeah. Is, you know, they'll never really know she's there, but she'll be able to help and guide them.
3: I have no way of knowing if this is actually what happened or not. It seems to me, just going off a comparison, this does not really happen in real life. Well, no, but, <laughs> oh, okay, just going off a comparison of the art in the, in the in the first issue versus you know some of the characterizations and things that we're looking at in the last. A lot of the background panel In the the first issue, it feels like every panel is amazingly... Even in that kind of simple sketch uh, uh, design, amazingly detailed. And then some of the ones later are very kind of generic bland. Here's just a color palette behind them. And I wonder maybe if the artist... Talk about
2: season as a whole or this particular arc. This particular arc.
3: And I just wonder if maybe the artist really... Delved into issue one and then realized the deadlines that were were coming up, and so maybe started to cheat and kind of pick and choose a little bit more as things, and maybe that has something to do with why the the facial slipped a little bit. I don't as think it's there on. ever. I, I think, think it's it, no. And I,
2: th- I think the artwork's consistent all the way through here. I think that where the where the where the artist gets. To the point where they they don't use as much lines as is the farther off shots the, the, the and, grander and the, scope in the beginning things. of the story every time that we see something close it's very detailed
1: yeah in the beginning of the story it's a lot more close shots than at the end of the story well too. even when Maybe they're walking well
2: is. when they're walking through London exploring things there's a lot of that minimalist look though too even at that point so. I don't. Yeah, I think it was. I think there was a balance. I think that the, I think the artist did a good job. This, oh, I'm not. I'm faulting at all. This is. Yeah, in, no. in the, the one of the things I like this, and I think I, people get tired of hearing me go back to this, but this really looks and feels like a comic book from from my my early days, and I, I really appreciate that. And it's more of a because of it's it's more of my inner child that comes out, and I get those it invokes those same feelings it did when I was reading comic books in like junior high and high school, and even into college a bit, and so it it there's a certain style that, that that appeals to me and it's it's a style from that era and when a artist now emplo- employs that style it it's it's a it's very pleasant to me and i think this that consistently through this whole story arc it was very much that uh aside from as we've already pointed <laughs> out that the, yeah. the faces didn't quite match the the real characters in real life I loved the bit
3: uh, where uh, Sam comments, I'd be a pretty rubbish fireman if I didn't recognize a fire extinguisher when <laughs> yeah. I saw one after he hoses down. That was the, a wonderful the, moment. The and yeah. the doctor's like,
2: I've been meaning, I wanting her to get rid of those for years. <laughs> Is that what those are? <laughs> There's
1: a lot of great Sam moments in the entire story. Yeah. Really. He was yeah. a really good character, a really good addition.
2: Well, even right down to the. the uh, when they're in the middle of the heat of the battle and he and clara and he's he's telling clara you know I, if, after this is all over i'd like to take you out for drinks and she's like you're asking me out in the middle of a firefight i mean it's like, <laughs> I, I love those moments and then her kind of her, her being able to put him down and say or not to put him down but you know uh, him. reject him yeah. and say well i just recently lost him. and then a whole time that they're fighting iberians i mean it's, <laughs> it's really really well done the dialogue's great it's got some it's got really compelling uh, conversations going on throughout the entire thing uh the, yeah uh, keep reiterating the characterizations of this is so well done uh quite enjoyed this i think this, uh, this and the 10th doctor and even the 11th doctor to a point i think had really great finales to last year yeah, i think their all too. of their story arcs were very strong it was a very you could tell that they really put their a game forth to close out the season and uh all of them have been done in the same uh, strength that uh, you'd expect from a from a comic series, and I think Titan's done a really good job in, in the first year of these comics, and I think going forward, it's in good hands, and I hope they can they can maintain. Well, it. and
1: they've done such a good job capturing each era in its in their storytelling. Matt's or Eleventh Doctor's more of a through line throughout the entire entire season, whereas this one is a setup. And kind of resolution and, you know, name drops here and there throughout the whole story.
3: That was maybe the one thing, if I had a nitpick with it, is that it structurally felt very close to the 10th Doctor uh, first season or episodes. Because like you mentioned, because we we pointed out early on that it wasn't, that none of them were the the same. That there was like this all of a sudden had a one-off and then we got a four-part arc over here and they weren't following the same template. But the the tenth Doctor with giving us um, oh the sirens yeah uh, uh, and, and kind of the early part of it and then immediately bringing them back later as the bad guys for oh, the, yeah for for the fi- finale and with the twelfth Doctor having the Hyperion show up in the in the opener and then coming back it, it felt like it mirrored each other very very closely versus eleven which was just kind of off doing its own little thing through the whole run of that right. first season. Um, well, I,
1: I think the season storytelling is more similar to in in Capaldi's run. Is, is a bit more similar to RTD's run.
2: What we're used to from yeah that era, but the, it then, feels then we a lot previously,
1: like it. Like tonally, it's it's a bit more of Moffat's era, but then storytelling structure wise, it's it's, right. it's more like RTD's, especially with a
3: big "Let's destroy the Earth" yeah. <laughs> in twenty fifteen yeah, yeah. present day kind yeah, of absolutely. kind of story arc, which you know. It,
1: it's not so much finales. in season nine, but yeah,
2: season. Nine. Yeah, I mean, it, it well, works. We've been, we've it been just... used to that; those big, grand finales that that Russell T. Davies used to be able to do, and, yeah. and uh, Davis used to do, and they've done that in the comics. This this first season, anyway. So,
1: I thoroughly
3: enjoyed it. I thought it was good.
1: I'm
2: looking forward to season two. Yes, me too. Or year two, however you want to call it. All right, Sean, what do you got? That's true. It's really kind of year two. Because <laughs> it even says end year one at the yeah. beginning at the, or at the end of this comic. Sean, what are we going coming up on the schedule?
3: Well, coming up next week on the schedule, uh, we've got a, uh, a treat for, for those of you that just can't get enough of Capaldi for Friday Night Who. We're going to be doing Time Heist. That is right, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um,
1: at least that's what you posted. That's
3: what I posted. Good. <laughs> Good. Thought so. Uh, and the reason for uh, more 12th Doctor is because next week on our show we're going to be reviewing Deep Time by Trevor Baxendale who is the, uh, what is the um, Traveling, the, uh, Traveling the Vortex Book Club March selection. Yeah. I have trouble spitting that out for some reason. Um, but that's uh, on there so you've still got time uh, to uh, finish reading that if you haven't already and get your reviews in. Of course we'll be reading out the uh, responses that people have had on uh, Goodreads and uh, whatnot. I've got to finish mine. <laughs> being on vacation this week put me a little behind on it.
2: But you being on vacation this week gave,
3: gave, gave a me a chance, chance to did, give, it. Give,
0: yeah. So read that worked it. out well. Yeah.
2: The following week,
3: uh, kind of a two-parter for Friday Night Who, we're going to start uh, the Armageddon Factor, parts one through three, because it's a six-parter, which is the end of the Key to Time series, uh, and that way we can do uh, the Titan comics, uh, we're going to Catch up a little bit with the 11th Doctor, because I believe the first half of his season, or first third of it, anyway, is already out. Yeah, So we'll be doing like uh, issues one through five of his run. And the Big Finish Fourth Doctor Adventures, uh, episode one of season two, The Antimatter, starring Mary Tam with Tom Baker. So we'll review those uh, the following week. Then conclude the Armageddon Factor with parts four through six, and then do the next two in the Fourth Doctor Big Finish, because there are two-parter. We had to put those together, so... There's that, and then we go beyond the doctor uh, later on in the month. So, And, of course, all of this is posted, uh, posted online.
2: On our website. On our website. Travelingthevortex.com, in which you can also find a link to our Patreon page, which, uh, if you're not already a Patreon supporter, please do so. And if you are, thank you for supporting us. A uh, link there will take you to a site where you can generously donate any amount of money that you'd like to to this show. If you can, it goes right back into this show. Also on that website, www. TravelingTheVortex.com. There are also some click-through links for some of our sponsors. We hope you check those out as well. Anything else we need to discuss this week until before we close it out? I don't think so. I don't think so. Alright. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.